Hello everyone, welcome to the first ever podcast all about movies. Today we're going to be talking about, maybe not so recent, but December 20th, 2019, only last year, and probably 10 days ago. Hi, I'm Hannah Linnea. Today we're going to be talking about Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. It is a 2019 fantasy sci-fi film, 2 hours and 22 minutes long. It is PG-13. Now, since it is still in theaters and still semi-recent, um, there are spoilers, obviously, um, and yeah, so let's get started. Um, so, I'm just gonna go through all of the information first, and then we're gonna talk about questions, comments, concerns, summaries, anything people have about this movie. Okay, so its release date, as I said, was December 20th, 2019. Uh, the director was J.J. Abrams, and the budget was $275 million U.S. dollars. The, in the box office, they made $1.29 billion. The sp- screenplay was by J.J. Abrams and Chris Turo. Um, the summary for this is, When it's discovered that in- evil Emperor Palatine did not die at the hands of Darth Vader, the rebels must race against the clock to find out his whereabouts. Finn and Poe lead the resistance, but put a stop to the First Order's plans to form a new empire. Roy anticipates her inevitable confirmation with Kylo Ren. As I said, it is a sci-fi film, 2 hours and 22 minutes long, PG-13. Now, what people most expected for this movie was Kylo Ren coming back, as uh, most theorists predicted that for the final, last last sag saga of all this amazing movie even though it's probably not going to be they expected something big and um i think that emperor palpatine the probably one of the most original star wars characters um came back now um the way he really looked i thought personally was really cool as he looked much more of a zombie and had all of this stuff attached to him almost like a new Darth Vader. Um, yeah, um, so uh, it does have a 52 Rotten Tomatoes percent. Um, yeah, um, so what really went on is something that if you haven't seen the movie yet, or if you have seen the movie, you know that it was a whole confirmation between Kylo Ren turning evil or turning good way, kind of in the middle, and uh, Emperor Palpatine just kind of pushing that away. Um, theories. And on. So, um, some of the theories that they have. The seven most plausible uh, Rise of Skywalker fan theories um, is um, probably what happened in the last movie is that um, Skywalker, there will be more new Skywalkers, quote unquote, uh, as a rise of the new Force leaders as Rey, as we saw at the end of the movie, bury the lightsabers as she's probably one day going to uncover them out old as Luke did. Um, as obviously how Luke trained Rey. So, 
now that we've discussed all of those theories, we have mad questions after watching um, Rise of Skywalker. And what really do we have? So why doesn't Ben Solo talk in the fight scene where they are on the seas of Kef Burr? Um, he just didn't say another word except ow. Um, he really didn't say anything else and we really wonder why. Has the dark side taken his ability to speak or has he suddenly decided to shut up and listen for a change? But nothing bad things happen when he talks. Why didn't Finn just say he was force sensitive? The Rise of Skywalker somehow is simultaneously bloated of, of skeletal that's toy minor grip um, sitting right on the border. Apparently Finn's been secret for way on Kijima was his force sensitive, which is cool but definitely could have been revealed in another more of unfortunate moment. Another burning question that we all have to ask, why is Rose in the movie? She basically had no screen time and she almost basically, we all thought she was dead in the last movie. Why is she still alive? Why, what is Poe and Zora's history? They were um, no any acceptable standards of honorary and we want to know more of where they were going and what was going to happen Luke and Leia were force ghosts, but it was exactly what exactly was Han the This is a probably uh, one of those you just don't think about things But it's the holiday. We have a, a lot of spare time. Why wasn't Han? Force ghost, but Luke and Leia were was it because um, Leia had more connection to the Force, or was it because they, for a movie's sake, they just wanted that to happen? We don't really know, but that's the reason we're Han. If Leia saw Ben's death, then why did she let him train to be a Jedi? Luke told Rey that Leia that Force Leia foresaw her son's death at the end of his Jedi training, but why the heck did she send him off to, to said training? More likely than it was an Uncle Luke Force waving in a little calm situation and promising not to let any harm come to the boy, which couldn't have helped Luke crippling guilt throughout The Last Jedi. We really wonder some of these funny questions. Is it just because, I don't know, maybe because they just do the movies that way and, you know, um... How did the Star Destroyer fleet even exist? Did Palpatine conjure an entire fleet of ships, crew included? Were they just looking on Exico, waiting for their moment, piloted by skeletons, dark side ghosts, that on the Gothic Sith chair who came out to watch Rain Bin fight in the East World Emperor, and not to get super nitpicky, but let's all, but also let's. Why didn't Algen General Pied call for the final order to use iron cannons specifically? Iron cannons disable, not destroy the blast on their ships that were the wrong color. Another question that we circle back to: Why did Ray bury Leia's saber on Tatooine? Obviously, Ray couldn't bury the saber on Alderaan. Rip. But Leia never lived on Tatooine. You could argue that Skywalker name itself traces back to where Anakin, but is that a weirdly personal twist when once again Leia never lived there? It, it may trigger fans' prequel feelings, but I, but it would never be f more far appropriate to bury both sabers on Naboo, the home of Luke and Leia's mother, who never committed any gonzos, and the planet where she wanted to have them uh, anyway had her husband totally lost his crate. So something that a lot of theorists theorized... <laughs> no, that was not, not funny. It's such a dad joke. It, it, it really doesn't matter. But 
how did zombie palpatine return that's what i talked about in the beginning like how really did he return um in a recent button a recent file of star wars rebels opened the door to forced time travel but instead we got dark science cloning secrets on the new like palpatine talked in the third um uh prequels that's right movie where he was talking about force could live on forever and anakin only had to do this this and this to get this but you know, whatever. Doesn't really matter. Burning question that you don't really think about during the movie is when did Ray start calling Leia Master and how that relationship transpire? I mean, really don't know. And are there still any other Force users in the galaxy apart from the core crew of Ray? Because, well, like we said, like I said, at the end that we saw the on the last Jedi, um, a kid picked up the broomstick without actually having to hold it. I mean, that's forcey 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 and that brings us to the next question what happened to the broom kid i mean like why wasn't he there so here's another thing everyone makes jokes about and laughs about why was ray killing palpatine at the first supposed to be a good for palpatine but then when she killed palpatine it was actually bad for palpatine as you saw they used a little force energy and he kind of like skin like bubbled away like in the first indiana jones when their skin melted away but you know like why like he was like strike me down with all you got and then like he was like, oh, no, don't do it. It's a terrible idea. I mean, why Why would that even be a thing? Another thing that people really complain about about J.J. Abrams, has he ever watched Star Wars Rebels? Now, I don't want to feel like one of those YouTube channels where they kind of, like, talk about a lot about, like, everything wrong. Like, we're going to get to some of the comments, but we're just kind of, like, getting the brief stuff out there, you know? Like, t I mean, I mean, who would do that? And I, no, I mean, no. So this one is a bit Finn-related. Why didn't he use the Force to help Rey against Palpatine? Why couldn't he have been in the other half of Rey's dead, and how would Palpatine know? Why did Rose allow Finn to potentially sacrifice himself on a suicide mission after risking her own life to save him in The Last Jedi? These are just some common questions, people. Here's a good one that they kind of executed a bit too much in the um, sequels. Why couldn't Rey's parents just have been nobodies? Literally, every emotional beat in this movie still works without her having to be a Palpatine, like, why? Despite all of that, how cool was Villainer Ray's mom? I mean, come on. Now here's a good one for J.J. Abrams and everyone designing the titles. Wouldn't Star Wars The Final Order have been a better title? I mean, come on, like, I'm not good at naming stuff, but like, this is just simple science. Here's a good one for Lando Carisian. What has he been doing all of this time other than helping Lucas at one mission? I mean, come on. How come there aren't any Ewoks in the Resistance? I mean, they were all in the last movie. Like, why couldn't they be in this movie? I mean, it makes literally no sense. Here's a good one for when they saw the, um trash death star why didn't we see any more ewoks on the shot of indoor i mean come on people this is basic science sorry i apologize that's not really science this one for all of you people who thought oh my gosh ray killed chewbacca why couldn't she have used her sick little lightning fingers after she blew up the transport it was only good for killing chewbacca but apparently not like anything else like all of those worshippers palpatine had like stored up in his little closet area why couldn't she just use them 
And then he was a good one for all those people who thought, why just Kylo Wynn just keep coming back? It's so stupid. Why, why, why? Can you really force heal someone back from the dead? If so, then why didn't Kylo Wynn and Rey just constantly just smooch and heal and die and heal forever? I mean, it's simple science, people. This one is linked to the last question. I'm sorry, I kind of lost my cool there. So, we're back. Okay, if you can force heal someone back from the dead, then why didn't Anakin do it for Padme instead of going all Darth Vader? Why did Kylo Ren fix his helmet? I mean, Snoke told him it was terrible in the last movie. That means basically the Emperor telling him that his helmet was terrible. Why did he change it? And here's a good one. Why didn't the Emperor just present himself to Kylo Ren instead of making Snoke and all of these other things and doing all of this like he could have just presented himself to Anakin and it would have been a whole lot easier for him? And here's another good one. Who, what exactly is Snoke? And if Snoke is a clone, what, who was he a clone of? And uh, what drove Clone Snoke? Did he know he was just a clone? What if he was overachieving plans? I mean, I don't know. Clone Snoke could have had some pretty major plans here. I mean, mm-hmm. Snoke could have been the mastermind behind this whole thing. We don't really even know. He's a good one for all those people who really like not over-simplifying plans. Why did the Emperor cr- create Snoke just for him to be killed by Kylo Ren and become the Supreme Leader? Seems a bit over-complicated. And how many Snoke clones were there? We don't know. There could have been more Sith Lords that Emperor Palpatine was training. I mean, I don't know. How did Clone Snoke become the Supreme Leader? Were they just like, you are a Supreme Leader now, we will worship you, la la la. Like, I mean, uh, and why wouldn't Pat Palpatine just make Kylo Supreme Leader or done it himself? Like, you don't have to do that. I mean, mmm. This one goes for the old General Hakuchi D. Grant's character. He was just a Sith level leftover. What was he hiding? And when did he first infiltrate the First Order? Like, had he been doing it ever since after uh, Kylo Ren threw him into the wall of the ship? Like, mmm. I mean, did he just like... Now here's a good one. For all those people who really like, again, simplifying stuff. When they built Starkiller Base and the First sequel movie were they really thinking about doing all of this stuff just have it explode was palpatine thinking about that then if the emperor had a fleet of planet killing star destroyers why did the first order have to spend so long like 40 something years to make the star killer base and like who was flying all of those planet killing star destroyers we only talked about this like a couple minutes ago like like oh my gosh and like were the hooded figures on Palpatine Leia really there, or was it just the spirits of the Sith? Like, how many clones did Palpatine actually make of himself as going back to the Sith kind of thing? I mean, I mean, these are some big questions here, and I think they need to be answered. Yeah. This one is back to those hooded figures. How long had Palpatine and his gross little hooded figure buds been in the unknown regions? Where did all of Palpatine's friends go between Kylo meeting them and arriving? Was Were they simply an illusion? In that case, were their clone Snokes also not real? And if Rey and, our master, and Kylo are massively strong force users, then why do they have since Palpatine? Why can't we just admit that both Rey and, and eventually Kylo were the definition of Grey Jedi here? I mean, Come on, people.
Here's the good one for all those people who think making sequels and making prequels are just terrible, adding to the nice good old movies, the good old comedy. What was the awakening that sparked the whole sequel trilogy? Both Kylo, Rey and Kylo were already alive, and Palpatine had been chilling in space back in his little chair thing. What was the change that made was made since by killing zombie Palpatine and his collection of Sith energy dangs that were mocking him or something like that? Did Rey just release all of it out into the universe and sense a massive new Sith army in the process? I mean, people, it's like they're setting up another sequel to the sequels, to the originals, to the prequels. Why? Why, why, why? I wonder this every day. Now it's time to thank our sponsor today, escapeyourhome.com. Are you looking for a cheap way to get escapes for a very nice price instead of having to go to the escape rooms and buying $25 for the entire family? Well, you can spend half of that at escapeyourhome.com. They update escapes weekly, and it's not the normal escapes. We also have four teachers escapes on subjects and all of this we also have adventures and murder mysteries and our newest series ever the treasure hunt series go check out escapeyourhome.com today to find your escape mystery adventure and treasure hunt series if you use the code pot all about movies you will get a free escape uh, yeah definitely totally uh-huh Hi, I'm here with Jeff Lanier, and we're here to talk about the movie. So, what did you think about the movie? Oh, I thought it was a really, really good movie. Actually, one of the one of the better ones. Although I did like Rogue One, um, I thought it really uh, ended the series uh, in a in a big bang fashion at the really bit at the end. I thought it was really good. Um, what did you like about the uh, movie? I always like when the new movies bring bring in some of the old movies from uh, four, five, and six because that was my generation growing up. So I like to see all the old crashed Star Destroyers, and I like to see the old um, Death Star that they had the big fight on and climbed through. So I always like to see that old stuff in there. Um, what did you dislike about the movie? Yeah, the very beginning of the movie, it really jumped from scene to scene to scene, and that kind of frustrated me, and I thought, wow, this is going to be a long movie if that's the style that they're going for and jumping around. But ultimately, it kind of smoothed out and um, looked like they were trying to bring different stories together, so it was okay. If you were to create this movie in a similar fashion on your own, what would you do? Wow, that's a really hard question because I'm not really kind of a, a movie director type. Um, but if I was going to do this movie in a similar fashion, um, you know, I think you'd I, what I what I did like about it, and I guess this isn't answering the question right, but I liked how finally they did turn the bad guy right. They did turn um, Han Solo's son. I forget his name. Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren, and he turned, and he turned good. So I thought that was really good. Um, you know, I I kind of wouldn't mind have seen a Darth Vader 
you know how they bring Obi-Wan Kenobi and Yoda in as the ghosty kind of mm-hmm. things? I wanted to find scene of Darth Vader in there somehow. Okay, well, th- thank you for coming and talking with us. And I'm here with Georgia Lanier, and she's going to tell me what she liked and disliked about the Star Wars movie. So, Georgia, what did you like about it? Um, my like was that Emperor Palpatine, um, um, I liked his idea that he, he, um, he got the, the power... Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. What did you dislike about it? Um, I disliked that um, in that same scene that people kept dying and then coming back to life. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, Georgia. Now let's see what the news stories and websites have to say about this new movie. What the New York Times has to say is the quote: "The Rise of Skywalker isn't great." Star Wars movie, but it that may be because there is no such thing. That seems to be the way we like it. Rated PG-13. Kylo, Kylo feels really bad. Um, and overall, the movie feels really bad. So, uh, so the article. So, we are back. We are here on the Rotten Tomatoes official website. Uh, critic reviews for the Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. So, this is from Ra- Bob Ra- Mondello. Quote, it does not do anything new or terribly distinctive, but maybe it didn't have to. It just had to be good enough to stick the landing, and it does that. This uh, next one is from Andy Nicholson. You sense in this film, J.J. Abrams, shrinking that the world, everything in this franchise feels like a take-back. From Brandon Kratz, the Rise of Skywalker entertains, it elects laughters, and makes you feel easy if you're a snicker at some particularly basic and occasionally non-small story decisions. From Matthew Rosa, if you dislike The Last Jedi like I did, you'll like but probably not love The La- Rise of Skywalker. If you like The Last Jedi, this review might not be good for you. Uh, Matthew, look on. When, you, when we meet up t- with Brash Pirate Pro, he's lightspeed skipping his way out of trouble. And Abrams is in much uh, the same mode, whisking you from one thing to the other n- next before you have t- much time to think or feel anything in response. Richard Brody, Brody, I mean, sorry. And the hermetic logic of, of the pilot is as impenetrable and as ridiculous as its drama crafted with robotic insanity for the conception of viewers being rendered at robotic at each moment of a soundlessly unformed uniform s- spectacular. David Hogan wrote a good explosion in a spaceship-filled time at the cinema, but instead of a a brave new direction, it's the same old stuff recycled. Ah, well still better than episode one. Sarah Clements, the changing of Ray's origin really hinders the kind of epic conclusion it could have been. Catherine Rikis, it turns out they aren't new darkness or new light, it's just the same old battle on the franchise repeat. The galaxy is saved once again, but the lone hero has finally learned the rightful peace in his very close circle. Robin Cipher, Star Wars Rez Kakura is two hours and 21 minutes of explosion dialogue explained, and Exclusion detail. Everything someone or some group does just before they do it. Federico Furzen. It co- contributes to the major cause, but this w- last injury feels like a fun adventure from start to finish, and that's why this world is a- all above all 
No, it's not about angry fans. This next comment from Rhea Simbelstan. But between all of the galaxy hopping and dotted hunting, there's some great Star Wars here. The trilogy has been its most effective when exploring the Skywalker legacy, and the Rise of Skywalker contributes to that trend. For all in the Rotten Tomato Meter, the Rise of Skywalker got 52% tomato meter, tomato meter with a total count of 407 and 86% audience score. Verified ratings, 94,957 by the official Rotten Tomatoes website. Yes, all proved by facts. That is all for us today on All About Movies. Please stay tuned for more movies, more movie reviews weekly, and see you next time on All About Movies. This episode is sponsored by EscapeYourHome.com. Go to EscapeYourHome.com to see more.